0: Thank you. Sweet deal. How are you guys doing today? Doing good? Um something that I've been realizing about myself is that I'm not that good of a of a preacher, but I love to talk to people. So I'm just going to talk to you guys today. Is that okay? Sweet deal. <laughs> awesome. Um before we get started, um I was I was spending time and I was praying about what I was supposed to share with you guys today. Um and and I was I have actually never had an encounter like this with God before. But I was praying, and um, as I was praying, I felt like a physical touch on my forehead, and I felt like God saying God was saying for for this service today that He wants to heal minds. He not just not just like mental illnesses and stuff like that, but He wants to renew mindsets that have been um, that have been. He wants to take us from a place of believing the word from a wrong um, a wrong way of believing it, and, and to get us to believe the truth about what He says. Um, and so I'm going to be talking about that today, but as I was praying, he said that, and then I stood up and, and the reason that I'm telling you guys this story is because I genuinely believe that this is the word of God for, for this church, for this moment. Um, but as I was praying, I just, you know, I'm a, I'm an Assemblies of God pastor's kid. So, you know, we speak in tongues. So, so I was speaking in tongues and, and it just, it was, it was, it was different than any time I'd ever done it before, though, because it, it never has flowed so free for me. And then, and then in the same breath, like, I just started to speak in English, but it felt the same as if I was speaking in tongues. Like, like it was just coming out of me. The, the, words, the English words were coming out of me. And, and this is what God says, and, and I I've, I strongly believe that this is the word of God for this church for this hour, because it's a very important moment in time for our church, where, where God is going to begin to pour out his presence like never before. We're going to realize who we are in Christ like never before, and we're going to step into our calling, into our destiny. And, and so this is what he says to us, is that some of you are here today, and, and you've counted today as your third strike, but God wants you to know that this is not a third strike. This is just the beginning it 's the next step for what he has for us he said it's the next step for what God has for our church and and the things that he 's done in this church in the past um, whether it 's whether he 's healed people whether he 's given words of knowledge whether he's all of the salvations none of it even compares to the way that he 's going to pour out in this next season for our church and I strongly believe that and I really believe that it 's the Word of God for this moment so we 're just going to believe that today um, Let's, we're going to be a little interactive today. Is that okay with you guys? So, so if you guys believe that with me, can you just stand up and we're just going to receive it today? So, so just hold out your hands like you're like you're going to receive a gift because that's that's what it is. Is it's a gift? So. So we're just going to pray, and I just want you guys to just posture your hearts to be able to, to, to receive the gift freely, okay? Everything that God gives us is a gift, and if, if we have to work for it, then it makes it not a gift. So we're going to receive this word today that, that he wants to pour out his spirit, that he wants to pour out his presence. So, so Holy Spirit, right now, we just ask you to come even more. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love, for your mercy that you've showed us, and we just welcome your presence. We welcome the fullness of your love, the fullness of your presence right now in Jesus' name, and we just ask that every heart would be open today to receive your word, to to believe the truth and cast off every single lie that's been entangling us for decades, for years, God, and we just break off those mindsets, and right now, we choose to make the physical, we choose to make the the declaration that we're no longer going to believe lies of the enemy, but we're going to believe the truth about about who you are and about who we are in you in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen awesome i'm excited you guys god god is doing something amazing in this church i want you guys to know he's not just he's this isn't just another year. 2019 is not just another year at Hermiston Assembly. God is moving. He's doing things even now. What, what he has started, it's, it's already starting. And the way that we can grow it more is th- through pursuing intimacy with God and through pursuing his presence like never before, okay? Does that make sense to you guys? I, sh- I, I just really believe that. Um, another thing that I wanted to do is um, I love I love words of knowledge like like it's a, it's a gift right that's kind of that's kind of what I'm talking about today is is it's a gift and and striving and all of that and how we don't have to strive to to have anything that God gives us so but um one thing as I was praying um I felt like God gave me a few words for people is that okay if I share them with you guys <laughs> okay awesome um the first one was for healing and I felt specifically like is there anyone here with with shoulder pain? Like shoulder pain, maybe specifically your collarbone, but if not your collarbone, that's okay too. Shoulder pain, okay. Can you just keep your hands raised? All right, awesome. And can, is it is it in physical pain right now or no? Yeah, it is, okay. So we're just gonna declare healing. Can you guys just uh, extend your hands toward these people? So God, right now we just release healing on people's shoulders today. That you're a God of miracles. We don't have to work for it. We receive healing right now, and we command. Um, we command the flesh to come into the reality of what the kingdom says, which is healing is is here. So we just receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. So can we, can we, can we believe that today? Can we, can, can we, uh, can you t- test it out and see if you can do something that you couldn't do before for us? Any, anybody receive healing today? Yeah. Awesome. Can we just praise God? <laughs> He's so good. Um, the next one, I actually had a dream and it was actually, um, man, I don't know your name. I'm so sorry. Um, up in the balcony. You're right there. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah. Um and I think this I think this one goes for your whole family actually. Um Karina. Karina, awesome. Yeah. Um so I actually had a dream about you a few weeks ago and I was waiting for the right time to give it. Um and I, the dream was that and I really I, I really think it was for your whole family, is that um I was I was up here like I am right now and I saw you up there and you were worshiping and you were praising, but instead of like instead of like seeing you, I saw like a crumpled piece of paper, but like with arms and legs and you were still worshiping and it was still really clear that you loved God. Um, But I feel like what God was saying is that just because you've been through some things doesn't mean that, that you're any less valuable. And just because... Just because, God, um, or just because you've been beat up and defeated in the past does not mean that, that he's done using you. And he wants you to know that, that you're going to come into a season where when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're not going to see yourself for the times that you've been defeated, but for the value that he's placed on your life. And so so that's just, that's just what God told me through that dream. And I feel like it's for your whole family that, that you're going to come into such a season of, of growth and newness, and you're going to feel like a brand new person. Um, and when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're going to begin to realize just how valuable you are. And, and he's going to take that crumpled piece of paper and make it brand new. So so can we just receive that today? I know that, I know that I'm a little all over the place today. Um, I just... I would, I would much rather have the Holy Spirit be moving in our service than, than just give a good message, you know? Like, <laughs> um, but that's, that's all I have for you guys today. Now I'm going to get into the message. Is that cool? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Man, God is awesome. God is awesome. So I want to talk to you guys today about um, claiming your inheritance. And that's the name of the message today, Claim Your Inheritance. Um, and I should have put this too, but step and claim your inheritance and step into your destiny. Okay and, and what I did just now was kind of kind of an intro to that, because there is a, there's a reality that we can see, and then there's a reality that we can't see, right? Like like the world tells us that reality is what we see. So like and my mom talked about this uh, uh, last week actually. About about believing truth. And the Bible says that believing the truth is what sets you free. In in the book of John, it says you will know the truth, or it says if you if you obey my commandments, um, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So notice it's not reading the Bible that sets you free. It's 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 reading the word and and knowing it as truth, okay? Um see a lot of times we take our own, we take our own experiences like, for example, and my mom talked about this last week, like I said earlier, we take our own experiences, for example, um, say, you know, say you were really wanting this job, but it didn't, but you didn't get it. So, so we take our experiences and we say, man, I really wanted this job, but I didn't get it. Maybe next time I shouldn't get my hopes up, right? That's, that's what we would call the wisdom of this world, because, because the world says don't get your hopes up, when Jesus, the word says, get your hope sky high, right? In Ephesians, it says that he predestined us for adoption into sonship so that we could be holy and blameless in his sight. Okay, like, like we were predestined before the foundations of the world to be in an, an intimate relationship with Jesus. Um, we were predestined to be blessed. We were predestined for the blessing. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. I don't wanna get too far ahead of myself. Um, but we have a lot of people that because, because what they see doesn't line up with what the word says, they take their own experiences and they, they make it they like diminish how like the Word of God, and they don't accept the Word of God as reality, they take what they see as reality. Does that make sense? Like so we have all these Christians today that are walking around with with bitterness with hatefulness with with envy with lust with anger with all of these things when when God didn't give you any of those spirits he didn't give you a spirit of anger of, of hatred he gave you a spirit the fruit of the spirit is is love joy peace patience kindness goodness you guys know this one kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control right so so I have some good news for you guys today if if you have felt anything else besides those things then it's not it's not your spirit. It doesn't belong to you. See see we have to believe the truth. The truth that Jesus sets us free. Okay? We have to believe the truth. <laughs> so we can't take our own experiences and and compare them to the word of and we we can't take our own experiences and compare them to the word of God and 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 outweigh it. The the Bible actually says that God elevated his word above his own name. Like God himself elevated his word above his own name. It it seems to me that we should take the word pretty seriously. Yeah? (laughs) So reality isn't what is seen, but it's the word. Jesus didn't pay a price for us to do church. He paid a price for us to become the word, right? Like, like in, I think it's in James, it says that anybody who reads the word and, and forgets what it says is like someone who looks in the mirror and forgets what they look like. Like Jesus didn't pay a price for us to come and do church every Sunday. He paid a price for us to become the word. He paid a price for us to be intimate with him, to have a relationship with him. And, and if, we, if we read the word and we, and we don't know what it says, then how can we know how free we can be? You know, um, there's a, there's, I guess there's a, there is a way out of that. And that's if you, if you don't read the word, right? Cause, cause if you don't, if you don't know the word, then how can you, um, how can you be it? Right. So, but um, I actually have a story to tell. Um, I heard this from another pastor, actually. Um, he told this story of this guy who had just moved into town um, and, and he was coming to their church and he'd been coming for a while and they him and the pastor became good friends. And they um the guy was like, the guy just decided, hey, I, I've got a family, why don't you just come over for to my house for, for dinner sometime? Um I'd love to have you over. And so so the pastor came over and they had a great time, and it was a great time of of connecting and getting to know each other, and they just became really good friends. But but that night uh the pastor found out that or, the, or not the pastor, but the guy that had, I'm terrible at telling stories, can you guys tell? <laughs> the, the pastor, not the pastor, sorry. <laughs> the, the guy that had invited the pastor over for dinner noticed that the pastor's spoon was missing from like his placemat or like his, his table setting. And so the guy, he, just, he didn't really say anything about it. He just kind of let it go, but it kind of always bugged him in the back of his mind that like, how would it, why would a pastor steal a spoon? You know, like <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird. Um, and so a year goes by, and they decided to make like an, like an annual thing of it. Like they decided that it'd be a good idea to um, it'd be a good idea to have him over again. So he has them over again, and they have a great time again. And and the, this the fact that the pastor stole the spoon is still re- really really bugging this guy. So he says, "Hey man, like I I don't think that you took my spoon, but like the spoon was missing last year when we had dinner together." And he, and he and he chuckled and he said. He said, "I didn't steal your spoon. I put it in your Bible." So <laughs> So that's my story. You can check that one off the list, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Come on, we have, to be, we have to be readers and believers of the word, okay? Like, like, again, another, another wisdom of this world is that, that what we don't know won't hurt us. But the truth is that what we don't know is actually killing us. Because if we knew the truth that Jesus came to, not to condemn the world, but to, to set the world free, to save the world. If we knew the truth that, that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Right? If we knew the truth that, that, that we can reckon ourselves dead to sin and alive in Christ then we would, we would no longer keep struggling with these issues and sin and all this stuff that, that so easily entangles us, as Paul writes in Hebrews, right? So, um, so now that I've, I'm kind of trying to get you guys to, to go on a process of discovering something with me, and that's, that's the truth. So I was, was kind of making my point for truth. Um, I want to go to Ephesians right now. Ephesians 1. And I'm going to kind of jump around. Um, I'll, try to, I'll try to help you guys follow me as, as well as possible. But um, So I'm going to be reading Ephesians 1, uh, verse 4. It says, it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So to be holy and blameless in his sight. So I've got some good news for you. Um, On your darkest day, in your darkest moment, when you had just messed up the worst that you had ever messed up, God never lost sight of who he created you to be. He never lost sight of, of the relationship that he wanted to have with you. He never lost sight of, of the plans that he had for your life, for the blessing that he wanted to give you. He never lost sight of the victories that were, that were in your future. And, and he's never been mad at you. He's never seen you as a disappointment. He's been proud of you since day one. He created you in his image. And, and he's never once lost sight of the ad- identity that he wanted to give you. Verse five says he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, and this is where I'm gonna uh, this is where I'm gonna make the jump um, to chapter two. So, so in your darkest moment of your darkest day, he never lost sight. Um, he never lost sight of who he created you to be. He never lost sight of the image that he wanted to put back into you. And that's, that's a part of what salvation is. This is another truth that we need to understand is that Jesus didn't just die to forgive our sins. He died to put his image back inside of us. Um, we, we have Adam in the garden, Adam and Eve in the garden. And God said, let us make man in our own image. Good news, you're created in the image of God, right? Do we understand that? He said, let us make man in our own image and then he said, the day that you eat from the tree, the day that, that you, the day that you disobey me is the day that you surely die, right? But we know that the day that they ate from the tree, they didn't die. They were still physically alive. So, so what actually died that day was the image of God inside of man. What actually died was the image of God inside of man. And we have to understand that Jesus died. Jesus took our death for us so that we could have the image of God put back inside of us. Okay. The next next one I want to talk about is oh so that first that first one was you were destined for um intimacy with God. Um and then this next one is you were destined to have the image of God placed back inside of you. The next one is you were destined to be free from sin. And and this is the this one it seems like people have the biggest problem with this one. <laughs> like like I've I grew up in the church, and I cannot tell you how many times I heard that, that I was a sinner, always going to be a sinner. Um, the best we can do is just try our absolute best, and, and that's literally why Jesus died, is so that we wouldn't have to try anymore, but so that we could just give him our lives and he would do the rest, right? Like, like I heard my whole life, you're a sinner, you're always going to sin, you're always going to mess up, you're always going to make mistakes, um, the only way that you'll be free, people told me the only way that you'll be free from sin is when you die someday. And, and they were kind of right, to be honest, they were kind of right. But the truth is that when we accept Christ into our life, we're supposed to reckon ourselves dead, right? Like, like it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. The old man is gone. The old man is dead, right? He's dead. Some of us keep going to the graveyard and resurrecting him, I feel like. You know, like, like just let your old man die already, right? Jesus paid the price for your old man to die and for him to live inside of you. You were destined for freedom. Come on, that's a good one. You were destined for freedom. I want to show you guys something today. I'm really excited about this. You guys will be too i'm sure I'm, i promise <laughs> um don't go there because it's really really long <laughs> uh but it's uh it's deuteronomy twenty eight um and just to give you guys a little bit of a of a backstory um the old testament if you guys don't have if you guys don't have knowledge on on basically you know the Bible <laughs> um, the Old Testament <laughs> I'm just yeah sorry <laughs> the Old Testament is the story of of man trying to trying to do right by God in their own strength right and so so but but in Hebrews God says that that well let me before I say that um, and so what they did is they they made laws it was called the law and, and Deuteronomy is part of it it was called The Law, and it was a set of guidelines on how to live right in the sight of God, because, because sin was in our lives, and we were separated from God, and, and sin was there, and, and we couldn't be intimate with God. We couldn't have a relationship with God with sin in the picture. Um, so, so before Jesus died, this thing called The Law is what people were bound to. They were, they were you know, they were bound to it. They had to obey it, um, or else they they would be under a curse. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But so, so this guy named Moses wrote this, wrote this part of the law that I'm going to show you guys. Um, He wrote it while they were in the wilderness. So they were freed from Egypt. The Israelites were freed from Egypt and then they were in the wilderness and he wrote, and this is what he wrote. This is what Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 28. If you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully follow his commands that I give you today, the Lord will set you high and set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock and the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flock. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction and flee from you in seven. The Lord will send blessing on on your barns and everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless the land that he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people as he promised on oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him, then the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground. Uh, in the land that he swore to your ancestors to give you. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip forward really quick. So, so that's the blessing. That's, that's God's promise to people who, who obey his commands under the, under the law. Okay. okay, now I wanna read verse 15, Deuteronomy 28:15. if you're following along, you don't have to though. Um, However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and you do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I'm giving you today, All these curses will come on you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed and the crops of your land and the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flock. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuke in everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and become to sudden ruin and come to sudden ruin because of the evil that you have done in forsaking him. The Lord will plague you with disease until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching and heat and drought, with blight and with mildew, um, which will plague you until you perish. The sky over your head will be bronze and the ground beneath you iron. The Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the skies until you are destroyed. And then it, it goes on even further, believe it or not. <laughs> it go, that's not even half of it. That's like, that's like some of it. It's pretty heavy, right? That's pretty, pretty intense. I want to show you guys something. This curse that I just read is what people who don't know Jesus are under. And this curse that I just read is what Christians in the church are under if they don't realize the reality of what Jesus did. If they don't realize the reality of what Jesus did on the cross. So, so I, like I said, Moses wrote this. So they're out in the wilderness, Right? The Israelites are out in the wilderness and they, they had a habit of getting into sin and stuff all the time because, because their old man wasn't dead yet. Jesus hadn't come, right? So they had a habit of getting into sin because it was a part of their identity, right? Um, and so in the wilderness, out of nowhere comes, comes these serpents and, and they, it, it, they bite the Israelites and kill 23,000 Israelites, Part of the curse, right? Like, like, this is a part of the curse. They weren't obeying God's commandments, so, God, so, so serpents came out of the wilderness and killed 23,000 of them. And so Moses goes to God and he says, God, what, what do I do? Like, like, these people are dying. What am I supposed to do? And, and God says, make a bronze image of a serpent and hang it up on a pole. Because what the law also said was that anything that hangs from a tree is cursed by God. Anything that hangs from a tree is cursed by God. So, that, so every time an Israelite that was bitten by a serpent looked at the pole, they knew that what was killing them couldn't kill them anymore because it was cursed by God. And Jesus said in John, he said, just as Moses lifted the serpent in the desert, so the son of man, so Jesus must be lifted up. Right? Like, like Jesus didn't just die as a sacrifice for our sin. He, he, be, he took on the curse that we deserved. He took on this curse for us so that we could be free from it. You're not under the curse. You're under the blessing. Jesus paid the price for you to be, to be under the blessing. We have to see the reality of what he did on the cross that day is he didn't just die as a sacrifice for our sin. He became the curse that we deserved. <laughs> so once they looked at it, once they looked at it, once they looked at the serpent that was on, the, the, the bronze serpent that was on the pole, what was killing them couldn't kill them anymore. When we see the reality, once we see the reality of what Jesus did on the cross, what's killing us cannot kill us anymore. Our identity, our, um, our sin, our sickness, Jesus paid the price for all of that. What did he curse on the cross? He cursed sin on the cross. He cursed disease on the cross. He cursed blindness on the cross. He cursed hatred on the cross. He cursed envy on the cross. He cursed lust on the cross. He cursed it all on the cross. So that we could be free. And, and it, says in, it says in Hebrews that it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. It was for the joy set before him that he took on this curse. What was the joy set before him? The joy set before him was you. The joy set before him was an intimate relationship with you. It was, it was to restore you back into the image of Christ. It was, to, it was to set you free forever. Like the price has already been paid. We have to let the blood of Jesus be enough for us. We have to believe the truth, finally, that the truth is what sets us free, and Je- the truth is that Jesus paid the price for us to be completely free from sin, for us to take on a completely new identity in him and be dead to our old self. It's time that we let the blood of Jesus be enough and quit living in this condemnation that, that, that we, 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 can't just keep, we can't just keep talking ourselves back into condemnation. Jesus already paid the price for it. We have to realize that, that condemnation doesn't belong in us, but, but, but Jesus does like, like we have to believe the truth that we're no longer condemned, but we're free to be in relationship in communion with Christ, which is exactly what he paid for. Am I making sense to you guys today? (laughs) I just, uh, I just want to pray for us today. Um, and if uh, if we could get the lights down in the in the worship leader, the smoking hot worship leader, yeah, that's her. <laughs> that's right, Tino. He's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> if I if I um, if I said anything that that. Well, let me ask you this actually instead. Um, if, you're, if you're in here today and you and you do not have a relationship with God, can I just get you to raise your hand right now? We just want to pray for you to receive the, the Holy Spirit. Awesome, I see a hand. Awesome. So if you guys just all want to pray this with me, um, we're just going to keep going this but um, if you guys just want to repeat after me and this salvation is is a free gift it's something that we can just freely receive all we have to do is just ask God to to live in us and forgive us of our sins so we're just going to do that right now if you guys just want to close your eyes and bow your heads and we're just gonna just repeat these words after me just say say Jesus I believe in you I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again and right now I give you my whole life. I just ask you to come and have your way in my heart. And have your way in my entire life. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, we're going to we're going to sing another song you guys. We're going to we're going to worship. Um but what I want us to do is if is if you're in here today and you feel like you've struggled with believing the lies of the enemy, that, that you're not good enough, that, that God didn't pay, that God didn't pay a price for you, that if you're struggling with condemnation or, or your, or your value, um, we're just gonna, we're gonna sing this song and I would just encourage, can we get the, the prayer team to come up? Actually, we're gonna, um, we would love to lay hands on you and, and pray for you and release, you know, freedom and healing. And like I said, like, like the Bible says, don't be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So today, I want to offer you guys an invitation. I got done a little bit early so that we could have an opportunity to, to pray for you guys. Um, I want to give each and every single one of you guys that opportunity to, to receive the, the renewing of your mind. And so so we're just going to sing another song, and I just would like to encourage you guys. Just just if you need prayer, um, feel free to go up. But other other if you don't need prayer, just feel free to stand up and just worship. The presence of God is here and He wants to touch every single life. Even if this message wasn't for you, He wants to, He wants to dwell inside of you. So, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna take this, these next couple minutes and just allow God to move.